and welcome back to dead air today in the the studio we have uh, actually changed studios we're no longer we're live at the first ever dead air fan meetup hell yeah there's no one here like my dad's in the other room but yeah that's why he's our biggest fan hell yeah we have a small enough fan base where we can go meet them all individually it's we like will stay at your house though yeah it's like my dad and your coworkers. Mm-hmm. i do fan meetups with them like every saturday or really every day if you count when we work <laughs> But, like, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. Jonathan's, like, the only fan I haven't seen in, like, a month. <sighs> That's just because he gets off early sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're actually at the end of the Dead Air Road Trip. If you follow us on Snapchat, uh, you've seen it mostly. But we went and saw Tenacious D. Yeah, I didn't Snapchat most of the concert. Like, I intended to, but then I was just busy enjoying the show. Yeah, I, I was in the same boat. Mm. So... We didn't show much of the actual concert, but all the stuff leading up to it, we did. That was a good time. Good time, my by all. If this comes out and Tenacious D is still on tour in your area, go see them. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the time this comes out, though, they'll probably already... They'll be on to the next they'll album. Retired. <laughs> go see the Kyle Gas Project. If they tour. Uh, if you live in the uh, Cincinnati area, the Kyle Gas Project, uh, the Kyle Gas Band, is going to be in Cincinnati on the, 20th, uh, the 19th, I think, or something like that. Spotify told us. So go see the Kyle Gas Band, featuring Tenacious D's Kyle Gas and um, John Kaminsky from Winchester, who was Tenacious D's opening act. It was really good. And eh? also their electric guitar player during their uh, like the music their their section of the show. All right, now, you know this show is uh, unfortunately, as it were, no stranger to controversy, uh, especially centering religion. So I'd like to tell you about a new religious invention. The Vatican has launched a $110 click-to-pray Oh, you didn't tell me rosary. this was from the Vatican itself. I thought this no, was just some, like, no, this is the some Vatican. snake oil salesman in the deep south. No, this is the Vatican, dude. It comes with an app. <clears throat> the Vatican is hoping... This is from uh, Engadget.com. The Vatican is hoping to atta- attract tech-savvy youngsters to the Catholic Church with the launch of a... Click to pray e rosary, a wearable device connected to a mobile app that's activated by making the sign of the cross. That's pretty. That part of it is pretty cool. <laughs> Let's see. It it um you can choose to pray the standard rosary, a contemplative rosary, or a thematic rosary, which will be updated throughout the year. The device shows progress through each prayer and keeps track of each rosary completed. It's part of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, a tech-based teaching tool for learning how to pray the rosary for peace in the world. Uh, and the corresponding app features personalized religious content as well as health tracking info gleaned from the bracelet. It's on sale for 99 euros. The question? Or 110 USD. I have is, how do we get jobs working in the Vatican's IT department? Well, you probably have to be Catholic. I'm technically Catholic by descent, and you're Catholic by, like, your whole life. Uh, yeah, I was baptized. Yeah, so... I never did my communion, though. I never did my first communion. I never got baptized, so as far as Catholics are concerned, I'm still in limbo, but I could lie. Hey, you gotta lie on your resume. Are you baptized? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, like... My name's Nicholas St. John Paul Daniels Fox the Fourth. Esquire. <laughs> PhD. But yeah, 110... Would you, would you try the $110? Um, no. That you wouldn't... If I got it for free, yes. Would I buy it? Maybe if I was like loaded, if I had tons of money, if I was Jeff Bezos, I'd be like, <laughs> what a wacky thing. I'll spend one drop in my bucket to get this. It's not even a drop in Jeff Bezos' bucket. To, to spend a dollar like equivalent to him is to spend $10,000. Like he doesn't even need to start sweating it until it reaches 10000 and he's like, Ugh. That's a dollar. That's, it's just, it's just 10, 10K. God, that's is way too much money that's a lot that's really rich and all for a prayer bracelet yeah I think I'm gonna get it from my mom for Christmas do you think she'll like it no <laughs> no she struggles um she doesn't really struggle but she struggled with a fucking Fitbit oh to be fair it was a knockoff Fitbit makes sense but it's still fun fact after the Tenacious D and the Winchester tour mm-hmm. ends there's a solo Winchester show in Chicago, so if you're in Chicago, go check them out. But then after that, in, in the House of Blues in Cleveland, the Kyle Gas Band is going to be performing with Winchester as the opener. What? And then uh, Kyle Richard Gas, I guess just him alone, is going to be performing at the basement in Columbus, Ohio, again with Winchester opening. 
I'm really happy for KG. Sorry, like, all this rest, like, we've been on vacation between us for three days, and all this rest is making me super tired. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if that second show is KG just alone, because it just says Kyle Richard Guess and, and Winchester. I hope so, man. KG deserves more recognition in the D. Agreed. Oh, speaking of money, uh, you mentioned Jeff Bezos earlier. Yes. Dead Air has an investment portfolio. It's not really just me, but yeah. the only joint one we have is Doge, and that's because you told me to do it. <laughs> Five whole dollars in Dogecoin. If you want to donate to the show, feel free to donate it in Dogecoin. Email us first, if you're serious, and we'll pass you our PayPal. But, like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to invest it all in Dogecoin. Any profits made will go right back into the show, and, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll make some money out of this, maybe. Doge is up today. Hell Yeah. For those uninformed, Dogecoin is a cryptocurrency that started as a meme and then became real. And it currently costs .002777 cents. Oh shit, it's gone up. Yeah, it was .24. If I sold it right now, we could make $8.89. I don't know how much we put in. Uh, Like $7. I think so. But hey, no. Actually, I think we put in $8 and then we got that, so we made a profit of $0.89. cents. Ten uh, percent uh, increase. That's pretty good. Now's the time to invest in Dogecoin. We work for Bit. Uh, we work for BuzzFeed Financial. All the articles are about investing in Dogecoin. Mm. Fucking drive that up to a dollar a, a dollar a coin. I'm honestly just waiting in. for some internet newspaper to be like, "Can you believe Dogecoin still a thing?" And then everyone will be like, "How wacky! I'm gonna go buy some." And then it'll be it'll jump up to like five cents, and I'll be like, "Here you go. Have all the Doge you like." <laughs> <laughs> I think between us, between you and yourself, you own like 3,000 Dogecoin. 3,200. I mm-hmm. believe like 300 of those are were paid for by you and the $2 you gave me. Yeah, we, we, we make good financial decisions. My other stocks are paying off pretty well. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy. Oh, okay. You, so I'm trying to remember all my topics because I didn't actually write them down. The first one I had is the sad one. So let's get that out of the way. So it can be sad and then we can oh, move on. Oh, no. Uh, Steve Perry from the Cherry Pop and Daddies, not the Journey Steve Perry. His yeah. wife, um, I think her name. Uh, let me look it up real quick. His wife last year, or the year before, I think, got diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Oh no! But she's still alive, and I think she's still doing good. So I think she's fighting it off. Hell yeah! And uh, because all the time he had to spend at home helping his wife, that's how the Cherry Pop and Daddies got to make a new album. So, you know, silver linings inside of other, outside of a very dark cloud. Him being at home all the time to take care of his wife meant that the daddies got to make some new records. Are they good? Uh, their new album, Bigger Life, is good. It's not their best album, but I mean, like, you know, they're a band in their, like, 50s now. They've been around since the 80s, so... I'm, I'm honestly surprised if there's a band that's been around that long that doesn't make an album that's, like, not perfect every time. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Apparently, apparently Steve Perry's, like, Journey Steve Perry's wife also has cancer? It's weird, the same wife. weird coincidence. It's the same wife. They're a throuple. Oh no, his na- his wife's name is uh, Kelly. She's a psychologist. Steve Perry's wife's name, I think, is a uh, Sherry. Oh God, she's leading a double life. Okay, here we go. Sherry, Steve Perry, Cherry Pop and Daddy's wife. Oh no, Yvette Cherry Perry. That's that's her. Cherry Perry is her stage name for when she was like doing stuff with them, but her name's Yvette Perry. Nice. Oh, and he recently posted an update. So let's take a look at. If it's good or bad. Then I have something that's semi-sad, but kind of funny to me. His wife's doing okay, and there is a GoFundMe to help fund her cancer research. Oh, nice. Uh, and it reached double what uh, he had asked for. It was The goal was to raise 10000 They're fans of Cherry Pop and Daddies, which I'm probably going to go ahead and donate to this too, because I didn't know about it until right now. Everyone raised $22,408 to support her cancer treatment. That's good. I really like our hearts go out, go out to you, Steve Perry's. Yeah, both of you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that might have been Steve Perry himself getting surgery. Anybody who has cancer, you you get people all keep fighting. And anybody who does like experimental weird fucking treatments and they work out, well, you're good. Oh, you're happy for you. If there right. was on the off chance, on the very sad off chance that you ever got cancer, would you go chemo or would you go weird and do like cannabis oil? Um, both. Yeah, that's not a bad way to go. Same time. I'd be very high, 
very high to help you deal with the pain from chemo. Yeah. Let's get off this sad topic and talk about a man in jail. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, Shout out to Yvette Perry. Keep fighting, lady. Chum Lee is in prison. Chum Lee? Chum Lee from from Pawn Stars? Stars? Yeah, that guy. What's he in prison for? He was... Uh, uh, he actually avoided prison by pleading guilty. Uh, he had an attempted possession of a controlled substance, given three years probation on, a, on the misdemeanor charge, but avoided jail time. He was facing a felony count of ownership or possession of a firearm by a prohibited person. So I think he's actually a felon? Probably. I'm assuming, if you know what Chum Lee looks like, I'm going to go ahead and guess drugs, if he is actually a felon. I mean, it could be something crazy like sexual assault, but let's not assume the worst out of people. Uh, yeah, he agreed to attend counseling and forfeit property seized by a Vegas police in a March raid on his home. Gun charge will be dismissed if he completes the term of his probation. But yeah, he was arrested. Yeah, no, oh. Oh. Is it sexual assault or... March 9th, Austin Chumley Russell, who was starred on the... I didn't read this, I just saw Chumley arrested. <laughs> and I'm like, click, bookmark, this will be on the next episode of Dead Air. Alright. Well, uh, we're experiencing pro- it the uh, first uh, History program Pawn Star since the 2009 launch was arrested today on gun and weapons charges. Las Vegas police con- uh, confirmed to deadline. Who I'm reading this from. Officers were serving a warrant at Russell's house in a sexual assault case when they found at least one gun along with methamphetamine and marijuana. I told you drugs would be involved. I know, but it was also sexual assault. Oh, so, uh, sorry. They were serving a warrant on sexual assault. Oh, I didn't hear that part. No, sorry. they, oh, Chum Lee, oh no, Chum Lee, no. Drug possession and prohibited person in possession of firearm, uh, Clark County... Uh, it looks like me if I got 30 pounds fatter and it was mostly in the face. I need to lose weight, goddamn. Uh, history and its parent Annie have no comment. Uh, 425 episodes of Pawn Stars. And if you go there, they probably were selling Chum Lee dollars for $10. And it was a regular dollar with a sticker of Chum Lee's face on it. Chum Lee's in So they were selling legal tender for $10? I mean, they weren't selling it as legal tender, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Like, you can draw... Well, isn't, isn't tampering with legal tender considered a felony, like drawing on Only it? if you try to also use it as legal tender otherwise. Oh, okay. So, like, you could um, 100% um, like draw all over a dollar bill, and as long as you didn't like try to pay, like, if you buy a dollar candy bar, you can't use that as the dollar bill. But you can say, this is art, I will trade you this art and barter it for this dollar. Okay. So because they were selling it as like a work of art (laughs) or a novelty piece. Yes, as a novelty piece, it was it was different. A work of art. (laughs) Well, it has Chumley's face. Happy update. Yvette Perry's doing fine. Fuck yeah. Uh, They said they went and upped the doses on the chemo. No cancer has grown. She's doing okay. And because her her hair was falling out because of chemo, she cut her hair short. She looks pretty good. Mm. Good job. Shout out to Steve Perry and Yvette Perry. And the other Steve Perry, too, who apparently also had cancer. <laughs> What's with the Perry people getting cancer, man? It's dark times for the Perrys. Right. Oh, God. Please don't tell me Perry gets cancer in your D&D campaign. It's going to it's gonna make his story real, real dark. <laughs> no, no one's getting cancer. <laughs> um, I have a couple topics that are close to my heart. So as we mentioned on, I, I believe we mentioned it on previous episodes of Dead Air, I no longer work for Target. Not to be confused with Target. It's Target. Target's a different company. Target is a clothing store in San Antonio. Target Australia is a different company, but Target everywhere else is a separate thing. Fun fact, Target Australia follows the exact same conventions as regular Target. They're just the only one in Australia, and they got that name before Target did. Nice. So there you go. But you uh, might- also, their mascot is a dingo with the Target on its eye. Hell yeah. But you remember my fucking, like, bitching about how I hated the job? Yes. This is from businessinsider.com. Oh, God. Leaked documents reveal details on Target's modernization plan that store workers say has backfired spectacularly. The problem is, if you ask me, they increased the wage, dumped a little bit of money on it, but not enough to make up the difference... So there's like a 30% overall cut in hours. I don't care what they say. I think the, oh, our store workers are working more hours thing. 
is because they're taking people who are making like 19 and 20 hours up to 24 hours. That, that That's just my actual speculation. Yeah. There's nothing funny about that. I just... Oh, I mean, that's why I didn't laugh. I just like, genu- I'm going to be like... You! I just, I just genuinely hate that company and the working for it. Like, I don't know why you would eliminate overnight uh, stocking shifts. Because that's the most productive time. Yeah. Because everyone shuts the fuck up and no one else is there. Oh, God. I'm looking at this and I'm already getting even more tired. You get... <laughs> Let's move on. God. What do you got? Because I'm, I'm just reading this article as fast as Being I can. Being upset? And it, yeah. No. Um, a thorough sorting process from the moment the truck arrives called a super sort is to be done by six to seven employees. My store had four. Bullshit. I, I giggled because my brother just sent me a meme on Instagram that's the Underquaker. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, what the fuck else did I have to talk about? From ladbible.com. Since we're burning through all of my shit as per our standard operating procedure. Yeah, it's usually like I have like two things I want to talk about and you've like stacked a list that we burn through real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we just talk about the la- my two for the next hour. No, I, I have my I have my things that I want to mention because I think they're funny. And then we mention them and then move on. From Lad Bible, Russian man files a lawsuit against Apple for turning him gay. That sounds reasonable. He is um, filed a claim for one million rubles. Uh, which is about 12,400 uh, pounds sterling. He claims he was sent a cryptocurrency called GayCoin via an app instead of Bitcoin, which he had ordered. According to the claim, the GayCoin arrived with a note which read, Don't judge until you try. So the man decided to do just that, and despite the fact that you can't turn someone gay, he says he is now in a relationship with a man. In the suit, the complaint wrote, I thought, in truth, how can I judge something without trying? I decided to try same-sex relationships. I can say after the passage of two months that I am mired in intimacy with a member of my own sex and I can't get out. I have a steady boyfriend and I don't know how to explain it to my parents. After receiving the aforementioned message, my life has changed for the worse and will never be normal again. Apple pushed me towards homosexuality through manipulation. The uh, changes have caused me moral and mental harm. It was filed on September 20th of this year. Court date is today, uh, October 17th. Oh, boy. Stay tuned for updates, everybody. Oh, hell yeah. You know, Dose is going to follow this case. Fuck yeah, gay coin. (laughs) How much was he suing for? One million ruples. Still a reasonable amount compared to Maddox's... Yeah, how much that is? Lawsuit, $320 million. It is 12,400 pounds sterling. I was talking about Maddox's lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Which is, he sued Dick Masterson for $380 million. God. Just because he was upset that Dick's a better host than he is. <laughs> and more popular with fans. <laughs> Sorry, dude, you're not cool. <laughs> kind of a piece of shit, honestly. There you go. What do you think about a man suing Apple for being gay? Still less stupid than the Maddox one, but mm-hmm. stupid. But it's Russia. You think he's going to win it? And Russia is very anti Honestly, just to not deal with legal fees, Apple will probably be like, here... Just have like it's it's no skin off Apple's ass, <laughs> like ten thousand bucks. It's like like Jeff Bezos might just come out and be like, "I just sent you ten thousand bucks." <laughs> like there you go, because it costs a dollar for him. Oh, Jeff Bezos! If you want to give us a Jeff, Jeff Bezos, Bezos dollar, if you want to give us a Jeff Bezos dollar, which is ten k USD, so we can mail it to this Russian man, it'll totally make it over there. Yeah, it won't get lost in shipping. If you want to send ten thousand dollars to to Vet Perry's cancer, fight for cancer. No, do that one. For do sure. that one, please. Oof. I just followed her on Instagram. <laughs> nice. She apparently also does Mexican folk art. Nice. Because her her uh, username her user th- her bio says, "Mom, wife diagnosed February fourth, two thousand eighteen, stage four colorectal cancer." She has a cloaca. Uh, sharing my experience spreading awareness Latina Mexican folk artist cherryperry.tumblr.com which I'm guessing is where she posts her art yeah alright let's see what else do I have in my fucking list yeah let's get through all your things and then I'll I'll pull something out of my head because I had a bunch of stuff prepared that I I had forgotten about oh we gotta talk about the uh, the Jared stuff we'll talk about that real quick also from the lad bible Messy cleanup underway after massive cattle semen explosion at Aussie Farm. Did you say cattle semen explosion? <laughs> yes. 
I was half reading Yvette Perry's Tumblr, so I think that's all I heard. Massive uh, cleanup underway after massive cattle semen explosion. Nice. A fire has gutted the Yarum Herd Services building overnight, destroying 100 cryogenic cylinders used to store cattle semen. Neighbors were awoken by large explosions around at around 3 a.m. Firefighters had to dodge, quote, projectiles. Cum shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, that's awful. You know videos I like watching? The thing is, they were probably still frozen in there. So they're dodging giant ice cum shots. Yeah, like giant like fucking icicles. So they probably did have to dodge projectiles. But no, it has actually devastated the people. Of, uh, no, I know. I can imagine it's a funny headline to read, but actually being there, it's probably like a fucking travesty. Yeah, no, like it's just like the three hundred uh, barrels of that, and like, it's just like the um, what do you call it? The Boston uh, molasses flood. It's like oh, it's funny a bunch of syrup spilled the streets like uh is that really that big of a deal but when you go read about it it's like the most horrific thing ever because a bunch of hot molasses just washed over the streets of boston just scooping people up and suffocating them yep on some days you can even still smell it some days i can still smell the maple syrup the streets syrup gear they say that they threw so much boston they threw so much tea in the boston harbor during the boston tea party that you can still take like a sample of it and test it and there's tea in it Oh. That's how much they threw in there. Let me talk about the Boston Tea Party for a minute because it's Go my ahead. favorite American event. Be- one, because it was on my it was on my birthday, and two, because it's the most American thing that's ever happened. A bunch of patriotic motherfuckers got dressed up in racist costumes. Oh, hold on. Got hammered. No, I was gonna say that I thought they got hammered then got dressed up. Uh, they might have gotten dressed up first. They got dressed up in racist costumes. Got hammered. Went to the harbor and caused millions of dollars in property damage. And they were like, you deserve this. And what's really good is that they never paid that tab. And because of that, they were fucking heroes. And still are. Because without that, you know, we might not even be here. We might be all like, oh, blimey, the queen. Oh, this, the cattle semen explosion in Australia. Oh, the prison colony. <laughs> oh, according to, uh, like, according to what I read, isn't this like the... Traditional British accent. Yeah, no, this uh, the American accent is what the old timey British accent is. So we probably still just sound like it's this. It's probably but... what Shakespeare. Uh... Yeah, I heard uh, since Shakespeare was like his accent was basically what an American accent is now, and uh, he worked in you know the poor part of town. Uh, most of the Shakespeare performances back then, all the people talking probably sounded like deep South rednecks. <laughs> so. Just imagine, like, rednecks. If you want to pursue theater, you go should. ahead, because you have the Shakespearean voice. Juliet is Dangum's son. Falling like big glove on that there hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I can touch that cheek. Let me get some of that cheek. Uh, soft as my sister's. I was, I was about to say, damn shame, she's my sister. Ain't gonna stop me. If anybody's gonna be having sex with my sister, it's gonna be me. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Redneck Shakespeare. That was actually a Whose Lines on Anyway scenes from a hat. And then, like, they all do the usual, like, redneck gags you expect. And then Wayne comes out and does an actual Shakespeare uh, soliloquy in a, in a redneck voice. And then he stops and he's like, read a book, people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's some good shit right there. There was this playlist on YouTube of famous actors doing Shakespeare soliloquies, and uh, they're just in like a black, they're wearing black clothes and on a black set, and like, they're all really good. Alright, you ready for another one? Yes. Rapid fire. Billionaire threatens to sue YouTuber for calling him Fatty McFuckhead and photoshopping him as Trump's baby. I think I heard about that a little bit. Uh, Clive Palmer, an Australian billionaire often called the Donald Trump from Down Under, is threatening to sue YouTube friend, uh, friendly Geordies for defamation. A uh, popular YouTube personality and comedian whose real name is Jordan Shanks posted a video with a threatening letter that he recently received from Palmer's attorney, which, among other things, claims that Palmer has defamed because the YouTuber called him Fatty McFuckhead and a dense humpity, uh, Humpty Dumpty. Come in! Oh, it's our fan! Hey, everybody, we got our first fan. Come over here. Fan visit. We got our first fan. We told y'all we'd have fans in our fucking studio today. Uh. Alright, let's zoom on over. Uh, We are talking about Clive Palmer. 
Um, the Donald Trump from Down Under, who is threatening to sue a YouTuber for uh, calling him Fatty McFuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> He's worth $4 billion Australian, and he got photoshopped as Trump's baby. Doesn't the UK also have their own Trump and Boris Johnson? Boris Johnson is single-handedly destroying the UK yeah, through Brexit. Because you, if you look at pictures from when Brexit started to now, he looks like his soul has left his body and he's just haggard. Like, Winston Churchill handled his alcoholism way better. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, he helped he win World War II. That's no, true. That's that is true. He only had the radio. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Also, he was probably very popular. Yeah. During the war, at least. During yeah. The During yeah. the war. Yeah. During no. The war, he no. He, he was really good at wartime. Anyway. And Hitler was a vegetarian. <laughs> so we should hold on. What we're saying is we should destroy all vegetarians because they're like Hitler. <laughs> That's what you're saying. And anti-smoking campaigns, because Nazis invented those. Too. So we should all pick up <laughs> smoking. Nazis had the lots f- more red meat. <laughs> all red meat and cigarettes. That's that's how I season my red meat. <sighs> no, I use tobacco. <laughs> he mixes them. <laughs> oh, I it was tabasco. No, it's tobacco. That's why everyone loves my red my uh, brisket so much, because it's literally addictive. That's why he calls it Marlboro Red Meat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. That was our first and only live-action fan, Robert. Thank you for emailing in. Perhaps on our second episode ever, we got your email and read it on air. Thank you. Yeah, we took a break. We're future Fox and Dose now. Hell we, yeah. We took a two-hour break to eat. I think it was two hours. Yeah, yep. it was. Almost exactly. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, we made dinner, um, brisket, tacos, hell yeah. Uh, ate them with my papa and my stepmama. And it was really good, and they were delicious. Very good indeed. Uh, do you want to finish what you were talking about? What was I talking about? You were talking about Australian Trump suing YouTubers. Oh, yeah, an Australian Trump suing a YouTuber for calling him a fucking fat, uh, fatty boulder. Yeah, you're in the middle of reading that story uh, when we left. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, I didn't go with the fatty joke. Fatty McFuckhead. I didn't go with the joke I was going to do when we God, came that, back. I'm looking at a picture of this man. He does have a very fat head. Um, uh, Shanks posted the YouTube video on Monday, simply titled, Fatty. Laying out the contents of the letter that he received from Palmer's attorney, the letter takes issue with the times in which Shanks has called Palmer a crackpot, a nutty turd who pretends to be Australian, and a walking meme. And they embedded this in the news article on Gizmodo. And this man's face looks like a peanut. One second. I didn't go with the joke I was going to go with when we came back, which was I was going to say that our house rent got raided by the SEC (laughs) for our Doge market manipulation. Yeah, no, um, invest in Dogecoin, invest in Dogecoin. That's not that's not subliminal messaging. It's it's not subliminal messaging. It's outright messaging. I was going to say, that's just straight up messaging. (laughs) Don't, like, don't invest if you don't want to. We're investing because it's funny. And we could make some money. But anyway, back to that guy. You can make money investing in, like, actual poop. Yeah. RateMyPoop.com. Do you want to invest in RateMyPoop.com? Uh, no. Okay. I wanted to invest in Pornhub, but... They're not publicly Mind traded. Geek, yeah. It is not, pub- is not publicly traded. Uh, you, uh, quote, you do realize that for a defamation allegation to be successful, it has to be proven. I lowered your standing in the eyes of the public. Shanks says in the 25-minute video dissecting all the ways in which he believes it's basically impossible to defame Palmer. As for Palmer being a walking meme, Shanks points out that Palmer even created a mobile video game where the billionaire is literally a walking meme. Uh, let's go ahead and right-click, open in new tab. Viva La Clive. He actually has a, a fucking game called Viva La Clive. Nice. If Bernie Sanders just suddenly gamed all, all of Donald Trump's weight... He would look like fucking Clive Palmer. God. Oh, my God. This man's fat hangs over his collar. (laughs) He almost kind of looks like Bud Dwyer. I'm looking at this, uh, like, poster. It's like, make Australia great. Um, But someone defaced it by covering up the G and the R with mud. So it says, make Australia eat. That's funny. And, like, they photoshopped, like, like, 50 pounds off of this man for that poster. 
It's really fucking weird. Make all make America horny again. That's what I'm gonna. That's what my campaign slogan. That's that's Dead Air's new slogan. Make America horny again. Are you ready to get horny, Massa. America? Are you ready to pump <laughs> out? Appropriately, it sounds like nuts. a fucking nonsense word that me and you would say. America, America. You ready to get horny, America? No, M A M A H A. Make America horny again. Maha. <laughs> Maha. Make America horny again. Uh, the letter from Paul. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna skip over a little bit of it. Oh, uh, there's a good one. Shanks did offer. Uh, I'm actually back up. I'm just gonna fucking read like normal. I'm sorry, everybody. Shanks <laughs> did offer a couple of apologies in the video. The first for getting a minor factual error wrong about a f- lawsuit that Plummer was involved in that turned out to be a civil rather than criminal lawsuit. Shanks also apologized in the new video for photoshopping Palmer to look like Homer Simpson, noting that his personality is much closer to Eric Cartman from Comedy Central South Park. The letter from Palmer's attorney demands $500,000 as well as legal fees. Uh, sent up a follow-up letter um, that even demands the comedian stop mentioning Palmer in any public capacity, according to the Australian YouTuber, but Shanks repeatedly says that he's not afraid of being sued because his generation doesn't have much to lose in the way of assets, unlike Palmer's generation. And as someone who's grown up on the internet, he's just speaking the language of the internet. This MacBook's me mum, says Shanks. I've been desensitized to the emotional needs of others, and as such, I'm your worst nightmare. I'm a robot with nothing to lose. I don't know why I started, like, um, going into, uh, Kermit the Frog there. <laughs> yeah, he started off as, like, <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Oh, you just did I went there. from British to Kermit. You went from British to Kermit. Once you go Kermit, you never go back. Mm-mm. Once you go green, like, th- that's The it. dick is real mean. No, no, that's just the end of the line, you just... Once you go green, like, you find the rainbow you, connection. You're kind of done with sex. Are you uh, telling me you don't approve of orc sex? <laughs> oh no, I highly approve of orc sex. I was sex. gonna say oh. I was gonna be disappointed in you. In a minute. Like no, that's just the end of it. Like, you have nowhere else to go. That's the end of the line. I was gonna say goblins, but you're, you're goblins are also there. green. Yeah, you're just stuck there. Like you can't go backward. You can't go forward. The trains have stopped. You just that's it. Once you go green, that's it. You have no you have no other recourse in life. Yeah. You agree? Disagree? Yeah. Thank you. You can buy a Clive. Palmer is a fatty McFuckhead t-shirt right now. <laughs> and at the very bottom of the shirt, beneath that, it says, in my opinion. And you can get it in both censored and uncensored. There you go. Uh, Gizmodo emailed Shanks to ask if he had been served a lawsuit yet or if he'd only gotten a letter saying that Palmer intended to sue. Shanks responded with the email below. It's an, int- it's an intention to sue. He wanted me to come to, quote, reasonable amends, i.e. sign an agreement to never speak about him publicly ever again. It's now up to Fatty McFuckhead if he wants to take it further, seeing as he cites litigation as his hobby in life. One exceptional human being, using his wealth for the noble act of philanthropy for himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. An email to Clive Palmer's campaign website was not immediately returned, but we'll be keeping an eye on the case. If anything, it seems like a great example of the Streisand effect, because now more people than ever know that Clive Palmer is a Fatty McFuckhead. Thank you. This story broke last in September of the 24th. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while. So, like, yeah, unfortunately. Working for uh, two weeks straight is just not good for you. No, I agree. Sadly, my company does not. (laughs) At least you're making thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's the one good thing. Like, honestly... I can buy all the Dogecoin I want. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, though, like, seriously, you're on your... You're on track to, um... At least putting it, like, the first and last months to rent on a place. Yeah, I'm going, saving up to 5k before I do that, just to make sure. Um, what is, I mean, do you want to get into actual financial advice a la Dave, Dave Ramsey? Right now? No. I mean, like, six month expenses, set that aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, let's not talk about it here. This is not a, this is, is not, not a Dave Ramsey fun time show. This is a show where we talk about having sex with a cheeseburger once. <laughs> I know I did talk about Yvette Perry's cancer earlier, but that's because she's doing good. Well, like, hold on a second there, Nicholas. So, what, like, you have to budget for fun time activities. So, how many cheeseburgers do you fuck on the reg, and can that be reduced, or can you budget for that? I don't have sex with any at the moment. That's because you're not budgeting properly. (laughs) If you budgeted properly, you could have sex with up to four cheeseburgers a week. How many do you have? Sex with on a regular basis. Let's not discuss that. This is the conversation about you. <laughs> How, which sandwich would you rather have sex Look, with? The Monterey Melt or a Swiss, <laughs> Swiss mushroom burger from... Uh... Uh, Monterey Melt, because I'm not getting a fungus down there. Okay. I'm clean, ladies. And fellas. 
He did shower last night, I can confirm. I don't have sex with cheeseburgers. Let's, let's put that out there. Nor do I. Like, I know our political aspirations are We already are talked already about shy, this in the past. It was like episode, like, six. But then again, we have more listeners on our more recent ones. So. Yeah. So, yeah, like, we don't have sex with cheeseburgers. I just want to put that out but there. But you should probably have figured that out already. Uh, But, yeah, I think I'm going to... When I get money again, I'm going to buy a uh, Clive Palmer is a fatty McFuckhead t-shirt. Nice. Did you have any more bookmarks after Clive Palmer? I have quite a few I bookmarks. I think Clive Palmer is the one that our friend Ben always thought was funny with the... Uh, he posted a picture of a dog on Facebook, I think, and he posted some fucking retarded-ass caption underneath it. I think Clive Palmer has been like a laughing stock for a very long time. But still has voters. Go figure it. Uh, that happened to Trump. Well, see, no, but like you can, you can look at uh, the statistics in America, and you can see, like, literally, just walking down the street, you could probably meet two people that like Trump. They'll be like, I don't like him as a person, but I like what he does. But like with Clive Palmer, every story I've ever heard from anyone who's even remotely aware of what's going on in Australia is like, oh yeah, the guy's a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, so I don't mm-hmm. know where the support comes from. Trump. I get. There's like a big chunk of the country that does like Trump. So, you know, I, I can't fault them. If you're a Trump supporter, like, we don't think you're racist. <laughs> I think it's unfair that everybody who... It's like, I don't like I think you're. I think you're just kind of a poor... You're generally probably poor or you're very rich and... More than likely, it's a lot of farmers and stuff that uh, look at the Democratic Party and see a bunch of assholes who want to censor everything and say, they're not going to do anything for me. Now, I don't like this orange guy, but he seems like he might try to do something for me, so I'm going to vote for him. Mm-hmm. All they need to do is get somebody on the Democratic side who could appeal to fucking truck drivers and farmers. Because, sorry, New York and California, not everybody is a struggling screenwriter. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Some people have labor jobs that they need taken care of. And that it could become obsolete within, like, 15 years. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get a little bit dark again. Okay. We, we were, we're having fun with Fatty McFuckhead. Uh, and Dave Ramsey of Financial Advice. Um, like, Ohio- I told you, like I told Robert, I have a Dave Ramsey book, so. Ohio gamer sentenced to 15 months prison for fatal swatting case. Oh, I heard about this. Do yep. read it, though, because I don't remember. Uh, an Ohio details. gamer upset about a $1.50 bet while playing Call of Duty World War II online was sentenced to... F- sentenced Friday, and this was posted on September 13th, 2019, uh, to 15 months in prison for recruiting a prankster to make a bogus emergency call that resulted in the fatal shooting of a Kansas man by police. Casey Viner, fuck you, 19, of North College Hill, Ohio, is restricted from gaming activity for two years, U.S. US District Judge Eric McLaren said in announcing the sentence. Uh, Viner pleaded guilty in April to felony charges of conspiracy and obstruction. Coffee. I I took a two-cup of coffee shot. That was like an ounce and a half, two ounces. So I am suddenly wired. Apologies. Oh, God. That was the intention. Yeah, no, I I highly regret it now that I'm tripping over the word obstruction of justice. I do it without drinking any coffee or anything, so don't feel Mm. bad. Obstruction of justice in the hope that he would not be sentenced to prison. Viner, uh, Viner admitted to trying to hide his involvement in the 2017 incident when he realized the antic had gotten someone killed. Prosecutors and defense lawyers in the plea agreement had recommended a sentence of two years of probation, probation with not probation, probation with the added condition that Viner be confined for six months to his home unless attending school, work, or church. They also jointly recommended the gaming restriction. The death of 28-year-old Andrew Finch in Wichita, Kansas, drew national attention to swatting, a form of retaliation in which someone reports a false emergency to get authorities, particularly a SWAT team, to descend on the address. This is posted on NBC News, by the way. I forgot to mention. Thank you, NBC News. Authorities said Viner uh, recruited Tyler R. Barris to SWAT an opponent, 20-year-old Shane Gaskill in Wichita, but the address they used was old, leading police to Finch, who was not involved in the dispute or video game. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Gaskell had previously given his old Wichita address to Viner and was charged as a co-conspirator after knowingly giving Barris the same former address and taunting him to, quote, try something. Barris, a 26-year-old Los Angeles man with an online reputation for swatting, called police from Los Angeles on December 28, 2017 to falsely report a shooting and kidnapping at that Wichita address. Finch was shot by police when he opened the door to see what was happening outside. The federal indictment alleged that a forensic examination of Viner's iPhone recovered his deleted outgoing messages to an unknown person, including one in which Viner allegedly wrote, I was involved in someone's death. 
Finch's family has sued the city of Wichita and the officers involved. Police have said that the officer who shot Finch thought he was reaching for a gun because he moved a hand towards his waistband. The local district attorney declined to charge the officer. Gaskill has struck a deal for a deferred prosecution that would allow the charges against him to be dropped. Barris was sentenced in March to 20 years in prison after pleading guilty to 51 counts for making fake emergency calls and threats around the country, including the deadly hoax call in Kansas. Prosecutors believe it is the longest prison sentence ever imposed for swatting. I'm in favor. I hope he. Got, I wish he would have gotten more. No, I feel like a man's life was traded for a dollar fifty. Yeah, that's probably the max they could go with the sentencing. Yeah, because he was. I think it's best that he doesn't do too much time because clogging up the prison system. <laughs> that and like. I guess his life is completely ruined. He'll probably, yeah, he's not going to yeah, do that you, you Google this man. He's going to be like 50-something when he gets out. No, like one of them is. Barris Still. was, but Viner will not be. Yeah, but, now, uh, Viner will be 20. Of, uh, no, those swatting cases, particularly bad. And the guy now, who got 20 D- years. As far as DSP is concerned, his swatting case was worse. You know what his swatting case was? What? Two cops showed up at his house, knocked on the door and said, Excuse me, sir, we got a report so there might have been something dangerous going on here. And then Phil went... Oh, I'm a streamer. Someone probably called in a fake threat, and then they were like, "Oh, all right, well, good, good day, Darth Sidious Phil, Philip the Third. And then he left, and then Phil came back, and now every time Phil tells that story, the stakes get higher and higher. Like, they had guns everywhere. I'm pretty sure they had some kind of tactical SWAT bomb. He was on the ground tactical with his SWAT with his bomb? knee, like the knee pressed into Phil's neck and shit, like. <laughs> It happened live on stream, which I'm not saying anybody should swat Phil. As much of an asshole as he is, he shouldn't swat anybody. It shouldn't happen to begin with. I agree with Phil there. But every time he tells the story, it gets more and more like the worst thing that could have possibly happened to anyone. Like, shut up, person in chat whose dad died of cancer. The police knocked on my door once. Yeah, what an asshole. Yeah, so he's a How could asshole. that guy be in chat bragging about cancer? Yeah, what a prick. So Phil wishes his dad would die of cancer so he could milk that coin. Oh, God. You know what you made me realize? Darth Sidious Philip. What? People are related to Dark Side Phil. Yeah, so is Kit. That's sad. Kit and her whole family. Who I think she, do you think Kat's milking him? I hope she is. She honestly doesn't seem that bad. Kat, on her own, when she streamed before she met Phil... She was real awkward and doing that thing where she was really trying hard to be funny. But overall, she didn't seem that bad. She, seemed oh, like yeah, a, she was uh, very earnest. She seemed like a chick you'd meet at a Hot Topic, probably. <laughs> also, she needs to get better at her makeup. Or just not wear any. She probably looks better without it. I'm not, I'm not a person who knows makeup well. But Kat, your eye, ma- Kat, your eye makeup is pretty strange. So I think you should stop wearing it or do some makeup tutorials to get a little better at it. Kat, we will do makeup tutorials with you. What is on? Invite us on. We'll do... I don't remember the chick's name. There's some beauty chick. I, I watch Simply Nail Logical videos, which is nail art. I watch it for the chick who does them, because she's fucking funny as hell, and her boyfriend. But she did a... She's a nail art channel, so she, and then she did a makeup art uh, channel tutorial to try and get it... Do it accurately. It was pretty funny. It's hard to explain. Just look up Simply Nail Logical beauty tutorial. See what I'm talking about. She and a fun fact about Simply Nail Logical and Ben, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, they're like literally they're like fills on the dark side spectrum of of YouTubers. They're literally the opposite end. They're oh, nice. hyper famous YouTuber. Well, she's a hyper famous YouTuber. He's famous by proxy through her. Uh, she's a hyper famous mm-hmm. YouTuber. She's got like seven million subscribers. Uh, she knows lots of other YouTubers. She has her own line of nail art uh, polishes and base coats and top coats that she didn't think would sell well. Literally sold out within six hours of being available for pur- for pre-order. And then good for her. They're good people. They're uh, they live together. They take care of their cats. They kept their day jobs because she was like, this YouTube train's not gonna last forever, and I want to make sure I don't have a hole in my resume. Literally in every way, they're the exact opposite of Phil. <laughs> yeah, like she, they never asked their fans for anything. I think the one time they did was when they did a charity thing. And it was like, please donate. Honestly, I think if um, we ever made it big, I'd probably insist that we continue with day jobs. I would at least keep a part-time job. I don't know if I keep doing... I, I couldn't keep doing the job I do now. No, God, no. Yeah. No, like, I... I no, I, I think it's very. That's what gets me about a lot of people who like like Linkaro when he did the 
please click the ads, which you know they could have gotten him kicked off Blip before they shut down. <laughs> he was like selling people to click ads because he can't work another job. It's like, dude, get a part-time job down the street at fucking Half Price Books or something, and then just work there. And then when you're not working there, make your fucking videos. Like, you don't have to be autistically reviewing comics for like all day and all night. Mm-hmm. He makes five thousand dollars a month, so what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, like, if she wanted to, she could put down, ran a small media company centered around myself. That's what I always think when people say... Like, organized businesses, organized this and that. And when when people say the, like, people will have, like, holes in their resume, I don't really think that'll be a big issue for getting a job after your, like, internet fame dies. I think the big issue is if, like, they go, okay, well, let's look up this. So they look up Christine from Simply Logical, they find that, and they find all this stuff she did and, like, all the connections she has. All they're going to be like is, oh, wow, she's a really, like, weird person. But, like, if they go, it's like, all right, Philip Burnell, let's just enter him on Google real quick, do the Google test. First thing, First thing is, is Phil jerking off. jerking off on stream to completion. Well, that's why he has that shell company with engineers. <laughs> There are people, you forgot about the shell company. There are people with with troll cheers that try to get Phil to answer the question of where the load went. He has yet to answer it. I'm pretty sure he just busted on the ottoman in front of him. That means that Phil records without pants because he didn't get up or anything. He just jerked it. He might have just, yeah. I don't think he does. I think he's gotten up before and you can see his fucking hairy, like, white ass legs. Like, whiter than mine. Let's, let's stop talking about Phil's ass. Cause yeah, that was, a, that was an impromptu... That wasn't a Dark Side Phil update, so we don't have to play the theme song, but... No, it's making me sad now. Yeah, let's just get away from Phil. We could talk about... Uh, one of my topics from the last episode that we didn't get to talk about was my D&D setting. If you had any questions about it, I could describe, describe the layout of the continent you're on. I do honestly do not have a name for the continent because I can't think of one. Riddy Dank. <laughs> Riddy Dank. The continent of Riddy Dank. Dankonia? Dank... Nah... <laughs> It is. I'm trying to make that campaign mostly serious. There's going to be funny stuff throughout, though. The overarching plot is basically going to be like Laurel and Hardy in a drama. <laughs> like, I feel, because you're Saul Goodman. And then I, I don't know what Alex and Aaron are going to play, but I think Aaron was going to be like a mushroom, like fun, fungoid man. And then Alex is going to be like a uh, like lycanthrope type guy. Yeah. And he was going to be from um, the Great Plains area that's all druids. Shit, I'm trying to think because I got something. You're Saul Goodman, but... No, no, like a name. Over a continent? Do you want me to talk about the continent while you think of it? Um, I was thinking like my, Matir. Matir? Like in Mati? T-I-E-I-R. Because mm. like I'm thinking about another, like Sylvain's a really good name and that was, that's taken. Well, I'm yeah. To, like, well, I mean, technically that... we could use it if we wanted to because we're not copyrighted. D&D campaigns aren't copyrighted. I straight up jacked one area of the continent from Joe Abercrombie's fantasy series, <laughs> which is honestly my favorite part of the continent. I really, I really can't wait for y'all to do something over there. No, we'll get to it. Because uh, there's like, was it, five big areas. It's like Africa-sized continent, maybe a little bigger. Yeah, and I'm probably going to be a lot better at it now um, since I'm not constantly tired. Uh, the top most northern area is uh, like all mountains and cold and all that good shit. That's where the emperor that runs like the whole empire is from. Uh, uh, what was his name? I want to say it was. I know it was Octa- uh, It was uh, Atticus. Octavian. Octavian Atticus. That's what it was. He's Emperor Octavian Atticus the first. And as far as everybody knows, he's like two hundred years old, and so no one really knows much about him. Except that he came out of the north, like, fucking 50 years ago just on a campaign to take over all of the continent. And he just has superior technology. So, he, you know, Native American-type tribes in the Great Plains, hey, bow to my whim. Down in the south, they was, it's all, like, Greek city-states. That's mm-hmm. what the southernmost area is like. Uh, they're, they're all about politics. So they were like, ooh, an emperor, yay. We're totally in. And okay. then uh, he doesn't touch the far country, which is the west, which is where all desert... It's a giant ridge of mountains called the Orkjaw Mountains uh, because there's the West Orkjaw Mountains and the East Orkjaw Mountains and it looks like an orc's mouth going rah, 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 rah. Yes. So. I'm assuming there's a big valley in between. That's where the Great Plains is. Okay. The bowl. Yeah. The palette. And then, um... Please tell me there's a city in the middle of the Great Plains called Pallet Town. There can be. Because it's like... The Pokemon and also the palette in your mouth. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. There, there can be. There's a lot of tribes there. There's some towns. Uh, the way I imagine the Great Pl- that okay. was the area. Oh the no, better name. Place. Call it Uvila. 
Why is it? Why? Like uvula. Oh, okay. Get it. So we're just gonna make the entire continent an orc's head. <laughs> that means that means Octavian Atticus is from the brain. Well, no, the jaws open like east and west, so he'd be from like the fucking left, or the right cheek. Uh, I'm a cheeky boy. Oh, he's a cheeky boy. You would be from the brain because the eastern area, uh, the Nova Azura region, mm-hmm. that's that's the most traditional fantasy area I have. Like it's kind of just like just a temperate climate, and there's nothing really too crazy going on there. Lots of travelers from other continents are there. Mostly dwarves, because that's the original like population, and that's where the great the massacres happened. Where Saul Goodman was, family was taken, and he was locked in a uh, attic to hide him away from from religious uh, the, and cultural the, persecution. Uh, what's the name of the dwarf god? Nazis. No, no, no. They're they're. I want to say it's like Thorin. It's like, like the Mark th- Hammer Dwin. Moradin, I think it is, Moradin. maybe. Okay. Yeah, Mor- the Moradin loyalists. Because, you know, the Jews show up and preach this religion of, like, oh, one God, and, like, all this meditation and martial arts, and they're like, this sounds like bull honky. <laughs> and then they start the massacres. <laughs> oh, religion. Ugh. And then, uh,. The emperor, for the most part, in the east, is beloved as a god because the Judes are like, "Oh my god, praise the emperor! He stopped the massacres from happening." Moradin loyalists don't like him, as you might expect, because they yeah. really like killing Judes. Yeah, it seems like their thing. People in the Great Plains are real like indifferent to him because they're just Native American and African style tribes. Like I based them on several real tribes. <sighs> They're just kind of indifferent. People in the South love him because politics. And then in the far country, he doesn't like to go there because it's there's really nothing there for him because it's all desert. Mm-hmm. And that's that whole uh, section of the continent is going to be the Wild Wild West with swords and magic. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm really happy I'm a monkman, though. <laughs> A Judish monk? Yeah, and beat the shit out of everybody and then yell in the law. <laughs> and then oh. light the menorah. Oh, we gotta come up with another name because we're not gonna rip off Judaism. So we got Jude's... The uh, Mechora. <laughs> just throw some some phlegm on it? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you, you already got your like overarching plot, plot hook going into it because... Your friend Whisper from the Bloodhounds, which is the Thieves Guild of the area, gave you your dad's business card. <laughs> Who you thought was dead. Mm-hmm, that's Whoa. the scary thing. So, yeah. Um, we're going to find out if he's actually dead or if it's just a business card. Yeah, and then there's uh, going to be an actual plot for all of y'all. That's your solo plot. I don't know about Alex and Aaron's characters, what they're going to be. So it's basically like really cold north... East, pretty temperate. Middle of the country, middle of the continent's real normal. Uh, just like lots of nature. The south is all like city states, real Greek, real Greco-Roman vibe going on down there. Sounds and then cool. in the west, it's all wiki wiki wah wah west, Jim West, Desperado. Think you want somebody you don't want nada. Also in in the also Will Smith's there. He, he could be. I can have Jim West be a character if you'd like. Sure, we'll run into him. Oh, actually, uh, Octavian Atticus has one fort in the far country, and it's at the very bottom of the mountains. It's just a big military base just sticking there, like just hanging in case he ever wants to move in. But as far as he's concerned, the far country is pretty lame. And like the legends lore for why the far country is desert and the continent of mostly cl- like temperate climates is because... A bunch long time long ass time ago something fucking happened there <laughs> that made the, all the land just barren oh Dio at a rock concert and just with his tasty licks just burned it all away except for the town of Oasis which is at an oasis and the That's sheriff where the concert was and the sheriff uh, there is a uh, uh, in Will quotes uh, fat Shane <laughs> Fat Shane? Yeah, Shane. 
Oh, we're going back to high school on that one? <laughs> yeah, Shane's one of the the sheriffs. Oh, God. The joke is that Shane was, like, Average I, I've size. always been a husky man. I've, I'm, I was, like, 160 in high school at 5'5". Five five. I was 40 pounds overweight. Uh, Nick, where were you? Really fat. Too too much. We'll just say that. Okay. Shane was, like, 110 pounds, but he would eat like a motherfucker because he was in ROTC and did PT, like, physical training every day. So the joke was that he was just this fat ass that we just orbited around. <laughs> Even though he was thinner than both of us. Yeah. Like, damn. Everyone got in on We just orbit him after school. So then in, like, all the iterations of him in stories, he was like this gigantic fat man who sweated from breathing. <laughs> Shane, if you're out there, right into the show. We miss you. Yeah. Last I saw, you were piloting a plane. On Facebook, and that was like years ago. And then me and Dose joked that the plane was tilting to the right. <laughs> yes, it was in the <laughs> It was, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We've been so, going. anyway, Fat Shane's gonna be one of the sheriffs there. I'm into it. I'm into it. Is he eating like whatever food's available? And it's like, oh, there's a fan. Went, I don't know what's causing it. I don't know if that's going to be his plot hook, but he is going to be the Shane that we always joke about. Like He's going to be there like... <sighs> what are you eating there, Shane? A bunch of good berries. Why are you eating them by the handful? One should be enough to fill a man uh, for a day. Why? Have you seen me? <laughs> quick, Shane, quick. What rhymes with toast, Twinkies? <laughs> Uh, we gotta talk about dead air again. We gotta find that old script. That was the, that was the Colin and Collins janitorial investigation show he wrote, based on a based on the, the vice principal and the well he not he wasn't a janitor he was actually a porter which was he was sort of like an executive custodian basically he handled yeah, he all the had a lot more responsibility in terms of like doing the plumbing yeah and he had to, and he handled shipping and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he was he was cool. He has a sky like the. Yeah, I did a documentary about him on... Was it, what, a skydiver? Yeah, like, the real guy. He was a skydiver. He was running a charity for his friend's son who got shot. Uh, the friend had died. He did all kinds of stuff. I made a documentary about him for my video tech class. Guy was cool. Uh, and then our version of him, because he had a really weird accent, we thought it was Scottish. He, no, he, uh, he would talk to people with a really hard voice, voice like this, and then supposedly... One person heard him one time with a thick Scottish accent. I heard him with a thick accent. I didn't know what it was. And then, like, our another friend of ours that we don't we don't really talk to anymore said that it was Scottish. And then the whole joke became that like his name tag said C Evans. He was Colin Evans. And then uh, we just made I made up this whole fucking detective show where uh, he he fucking worked as a detective for janitorial related crimes. Dose was the chief detective in charge of homeless crimes, and your desk was a cardboard box. <laughs> and then, uh, when he at the end of the first episode, when he fought uh, the main, like his his arch enemy, and knocked him off the roof, they went down to go find his body, and he fell into the to a dumpster. And they're like, "Dose, what are you doing here?" And you're like, "This guy just fell into my new apartment." <laughs> Look, man, it's a two bedroom, two bath. <laughs> And then you were always partnered with Shane because Shane was in charge of fat investigations. And there's going to be a whole episode where you and Shane partner up to figure out who ate his food. And then the plot twist was that Shane ate it all along. (laughs) (laughs) If you remember the second episode, the villain of that one was Bert. Oh, yeah. We found Bert, maybe. Well, yeah, we put Bert Watch 2019 may have ended. I'm going to send him. I'm going to send him a letter when I get back home. He's probably in the uh, Travis County Correctional Complex for possession and uh, assault on a family member. So it's a good thing we've never said his real name. But I'll let y'all know if he writes back. Alright, yeah, we'll get we'll get some stamps going. Uh, last thing before we end the podcast. Pro Jared made the comeback of the century. And turns out he wasn't as bad of a person as we thought. Still pretty weird. But, like he said, do you really want all your weird shit broadcast to the whole internet for everybody to laugh at? I mean, we're doing that currently. 
Well, now we're clearing the air because we did the broadcast where it was like, look at Jared Pro Jared's weird dick. <laughs> so now we're doing the one where it's like, it's okay you have a weird dick, Pro Jared. I'm glad you didn't touch any kids. <laughs> yeah, no, congratulations on Pro Jared for not touching children. Yeah, he didn't touch any kids. Every dick pic and picture of him dressed as Sailor Moon that he sent to a woman was sent with consent. He did not cheat on his wife. They were divorced at the time. Uh, Game Grumps, even though I still like them, admittedly did kind of screw him over because they just kind of got in on the trolling instead of, like, checking with their friend Jared to see if the facts were real. I think what they did, they didn't get in on the trolling. They just deleted everything of Pro Jared off their channel. Yeah, it was mainly a business move. I, so no, I, I get it. I can't hate the Game Grumps, but, yeah, they did kind of leave him high and dry. All right. Before Shout out to get... PewDiePie for being the one person that thought something was up. So, all right, let's let's make this pact right here. Yes. Let's never send dick pics to fans, no matter their age. Uh, I don't send. I've I've only I've only ever sent one dick pic, and it was to my current girlfriend, and that was because she had sent me a pic of her, and I there was nothing that I was identifiable except for the fact that I'm uncircumcised. I guess someone could be like. Hmm. I recognize that foreskin. I recognize that foreskin and that hint of smeg. Ew. There's no smeg on my dick. I was just throwing that in there. If you have smegma on your dick, for God's sakes, man, take a shower. Yes, please. All right, that's our show. It's a good note to end on, personal hygiene. Yes, Give any personal hygiene tips for the fans before we leave? Um, brush your teeth two minutes, uh, invest in a water pick, because those are nice. Yeah, I'm going to do that, too. All right, bye, everybody. That was the Houston cast. We'll see y'all fuckers back in San Antonio. Goodbye.